Hey guys. You're listening to the Discover Odessa podcast presented by the Odessa Chamber of Commerce. We are your hosts. I'm Ashley Flores. And I'm Allison Gray. Today we are honored to have a special guest with us, a true icon in the world of journalism and community service. She was born and raised in Odessa, Texas, and now is the Chief of Staff slash Vice President of Communications and Marketing. Tatum is an accomplished journalist with numerous accolades to her name. She has won several Associated Press Awards for her reporting and has been named Best Anchor by Texas Associated Press Broadcasters. In Tatum's current role, she has organized and planned a presidential investor, launched a new website, managed digital and traditional marketing campaigns, improved signage across campus, and led the branding efforts into newly constructed academic buildings. Aside from her professional achievements, Tatum is also passionate, a passionate advocate for various community organizations. She served as a board member and past president of the Samaritan Counseling Center and the Ector County ISD Council of PTAs. Tatum has also been involved in many nonprofit organizations, helping them create successful and well-publicized events. She's a true role model for women everywhere. In 1998, she was crowned Miss Texas and competed in the Miss America pageant, winning over $40,000 in scholarship money. Through her years in the program, she traveled throughout the state, sharing her message about the importance of mentoring and, uh, with adults and children, a lesson she learned from her upbringing in West Texas. We're thrilled to have you here, Tatum, on our show today to share your insights and experiences with us. So without further ado, Let's uh, please join us in welcoming Tatum Padworth. Hi. Yes. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. All that seems like a lifetime ago a little bit. Yeah. It's, some of those things happened many years ago, ladies. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> well, it's such a great achievements I on know. here uh, yeah. to talk about. And um, I did hear one thing that we actually have in common that I'm pretty stoked about. Is it Miss Texas? No. Is it? <laughs> I did not do I'm magic. trying to think what else it is. I don't know. Black magic. Black magic. Oh, that's we yes. Black magic. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah. yeah, I was doing my research and I'm like, okay, maybe I can have both of y'all sing for me. Oh, well, I don't oh, know about that. That's exactly part. what I said. I don't know about that one, but. You know, the funny thing about that is. Um, you, you talked about the fact that I was Miss Texas, and so I actually competed six times before I finally won. Wow. So I was, I can list them still, Miss West Texas first, then Miss Arlington, then Miss Waco, Miss Rio Grande Valley, Miss Dallas, and then Miss Arlington again. So the first five times that I competed, I did not win. But the year that, and, and all five of those times, I sang and danced for talent. So the year I finally won, I just danced. So I think that means I was not a good singer. So you are probably deserved to be in Black Magic. I probably just got lucky. Oh man, Um, no, that's that's exciting though. I've I was telling her earlier. I was like, there's a there's a book with our names in it, and we get to see it every year. What'd you sing? What'd you sing in your May show? Oh. um... Uh, Ain't It Fun by Paramore. Oh, yes. So my daughter was in Black Magic, and she sang a Paramore song, oh, too. Oh, did she? Yeah. She it. sang uh, I'm Into You. Oh, good song. Oh good God. song. Na, 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 yeah, na, na, na. Yeah, yeah she, yeah, she's a much better singer than I yeah, am. That's a good one. <laughs> well, y'all are better singers than me, for sure. So. <laughs> yes. Let's get into some questions. Okay. Okay. Um, first question, can you explain your job in one sentence? 
that is that's hard in one <laughs> sentence. It'll be, be run on it'll sentence. be a run on. <laughs> I was just about to say, um, this is the one question I thought about, and I, I knew y'all were going to ask me this one. So, uh, what I would say is, my job is to make sure as many people as possible understand about the good work that's happening at the University of Texas Permian Basin. And that includes success stories of our students, faculty, and staff, comma, uh, success stories of our athletics programs, um, and then all the ways that we work with the community. And then second to that, that's the communications and marketing part. The chief of staff part is really to help our president walk out her big vision for our university. So she's got some really big plans in the in the works, and my job is to help to make sure that all of that um, comes to fruition. So yes. it's a great job. What a power awesome. team, though, of yeah. you and Dr. Woodley. I mean, y'all do incredible stuff. Um, <laughs> I know that the chamber gets to work with y'all on, on various things, but um, it's exciting to see y'all work and to see women in those in those leadership positions and and killing it. So <laughs> it's <Sure>. great. <laughs> Thank you. She's yes. she's so much fun to work for. We can talk more about that if y'all want, but you know, she's really taught me um, having come from the news business where look, I had a lot of fun in the news business, but the actual product is not always fun. You know, it's hard, heavy content. And so switching over to higher education has really taught me that you can do important work and have fun at the same time. There's, that's, that's not a bad uh, reality. In fact, I think it's a healthy reality. So that's yes. been a great lesson. Yes, yes, for sure. That's awesome. Um, so you talked a little bit about being um, in the news world. How did you go from, how did you end up where you are now? So you were a news anchor in local news for a long time. Yes. And then you moved into this position a couple years ago. How long has well, it been? Well, it's been five years now. Okay. So I have not been on the news for five years. Um, you, you know, all of the things that have happened professionally for me have sort of been happenstance and just a little bit of luck. Um, I My degree is in political science, and I always wanted to be in the news business, but I didn't go to a school where they had the ability to put together a tape or a reel or anything. So when I graduated from college and tried to get a job in news, nobody would hire me because I didn't have any proof that I could do the job. You know, it was sort of that catch-22 that we often find ourselves in. Um, so John Bushman, who we all know and love in our community, um, knew me. Jason, his son Jason and I are close to the same age, and so I had grown up uh, knowing the family, and he got wind that I was interested in a new a career in news and it was at the same time he was buying the TV station so he met me and said hey I think you should move home and start your career and it was I was just really lucky that that worked out he bought the station he built a new station in the mall and then for 18 years um, that's what I did and and really loved it I got to cover a lot of important stories I got to create my own lifestyle show called studio 7 which you know, taught me to cook and clean and design and be a better parent. And, you know, it was a, a really fun, creative outlet. But as I had worked through a good chunk of those years, I really started to feel the need to make a change. I just didn't have the same passion that I had for the news. I think the news changed from what it was when I, you know, first got into it. It was locally owned. We got to tell stories that were, you know, very uh, local centric. And it just changed to more of a corporate structure that wasn't for me. Um, so I met Sandy Woodley, our president, and um, 
as a journalist, I covered some stories when she first became president. And every time I was around her, I just thought, gosh, whatever vibe that is, whatever direction that is, I want to do that. And so the stars really just aligned and she needed someone to come in and uh, initially serve as her chief of staff and, le and really create a communications and marketing department. I was ready to make a change. And so some friends connected us and uh, really it just kind of happened from there. It was a leap of faith, honestly, because I didn't know much about higher ed, except for that, you know, I, I once was a college student. Um, so she really took a chance on me, and, and, and frankly, I took a chance leaving something that I was comfortable in and had gotten to be pretty good at. Um, and it was a scary change, but definitely one that was in my best interest, and I've not looked back one time. Yeah. It's okay. been great. Yeah. Very cool. Yes, y'all do a lot of great uh, new things that y'all brought in. So one of them that we wanted to kind of tell our listeners about was Falcon Free. I yes. know that is a great new program that y'all just rolled out recently. So can you give our listeners a little bit more information about what that is and maybe how they can get involved with it? Absolutely. I would love to. So Falcon Free is, in at its essence, it is a scholarship program. So it covers the cost of tuition and mandatory fees for families or individuals whose uh, gross income is under $100,000. So that is the vast majority of families in the Permian Basin. Um, and so it has to be a Texas, you have to be a Texas resident and you have to take a full load. So that's 12 hours at our school. Uh, there are some deadlines associated with it. So, you know, each time as, as we're moving toward the spring enrollment for a fall start, uh, the, the deadline is coming up, it's June this year. So it is, uh, you know, a great opportunity to pursue your education and then end up with no debt and no student loans. Um, you know, I believe that a college education, a college degree can change the trajectory of someone's life. I really do think more than anything else, it makes you think differently about what's possible. Um, I'm the first in my family to graduate from college. Uh, Sandy Woodley is the first in her her uh, family. Did, are you guys first generation college students? I am. Sure. Okay. So you know it is. It, it makes you think differently about what is possible. We talk a lot at UTPB about the idea that not everyone needs to have a four year degree. There are a lot of really productive and um, uh, important work that happens when you have a certification or some sort of workforce training. All of those things are critical to make our economy work. And frankly, you can make really good money and really provide for your family with some of those certifications and credentials. But for many of us, a four-year degree is an open door to pursue the kind of life that, that we're really interested in having. So Falcon Free makes that possible. You know, We know that a financial barrier is the main reason students don't go to college. It is in many, in many ways prohibitively expensive for families. So this takes away that barrier and lets you make a decision based on where you want your life to go. So, you know, we're so excited about it. It has just been transformational. About 43% of our freshman class last year were Falcon Free students. So it's pretty darn cool. And um, this started with uh, a lot of investments from a, a lot of different places. The University of Texas system, so we're part of the UT system, they invested $1 million every year towards scholarships through a program called Promise Plus. We brand that as Falcon Free. So we also have been very lucky to benefit from the Permian Strategic Partnership, who has gifted us with scholarship dollars for nurses and those who are interested in healthcare fields. Uh, we have some scholarships for uh, educators who want to work in the STEM fields. 
Uh, we've partnered with both of the hospitals in Midland and Odessa. So lots of different players have fed into this big pot of scholarship money, which we call Falcon Free. And ultimately, uh, it has been a game changer for a lot of students. Yeah, I graduated in 2017. Um, and I went to, I started off at OC. Um, and when I transferred over to ETBB, I got the transfer scholarship. Yeah. Um, and that saved a lot of money for me because I was yeah. paying my way through school. So I keep telling everyone to go that route if they're coming from OC. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Midland College is the same thing, but sure, it really helps out. The, you know, there are lots of different pathways to go to college. We work really closely with Odessa College and Midland College, okay. and we think that is the right pathway for a lot of students. I went to OC. That's where, after I graduated from high school, I went to OC before I ended up moving uh, because I had a scholarship. Yeah. So for some students, that's the right path. For others, the right path is to come directly to us as freshmen. For some, it's to go into the workforce for a while, and then they decide to come back to college. You know, one of the things I've really been pushing since I've been in, uh, in leadership at the university is for students from this area to see UTPB as a plan A school. So it's no longer just a school that's kind of like your, your plan B school if you don't get into UT Austin or you don't get into Texas Tech. Um, we have lots of examples on our campus of students who on purpose chose UTPB and they have had the best experience. They've lived on campus, they've had an opportunity to have a traditional college experience. They're far enough away from home where they start to have that adult independent life, but you can still go home and do your laundry or yeah. have a home-cooked meal, you know? Yeah. So in so many ways, I call UTPB the Goldilocks School. You know, we are big enough where you can have a traditional college experience. You've got amazing faculty, really cool career opportunities to do internships and you know get your feet wet in the fields you think you're interested in. But we're also not so big that you get lost and you're just a number and nobody really knows who you are. You know, we're 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 just the right size. Um, so I, I think the tide really is shifting where people see UT Permian Basin as a plan A option and I'm really proud of that. My sister went to UT and she, uh, UTBB, and she got her degree for teaching. Yeah. Um, and that was that was the thing. It was she went to one of the big schools, and she was like, "This is just." She went in toward tech, and she was like, "This is too many people." Yeah. But she went and toward UTBB, and was like, "Okay, no, I can do this. This is exactly the kind of environment I want, and yeah. the class sizes, and um, you know, it was it was affordable, and it was." Um, the education that you would get at all these other amazing colleges. And so um, she she absolutely loved her time there. So I definitely agree. I mean, it definitely should be, that's a good way to say it, is a, you know, plan A school. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll put our faculty and our staff up to any school in the country. They care about students. They care about their success. They're always looking for unique ways to create an experience where when you graduate and you're in the workforce, you're a step above the others. So. Um, yeah, it's, you know, and it's, we're about to engage in a campus transformation. So for everyone who's listening, in three to five years, you won't even recognize UT Permian Basin. Um, you know, what you'll see very soon on our campus is improved signage. So if you if you drive through the campus now and you look at the <laughs> signage, it's pretty bad. It's, it's wrong in a lot of ways. You know, it's, it's literally chiseled in stone. 
So as we've moved things around, you can't even change the signage. You know, you can't change you the move direction. You the rock. <laughs> you gotta, exactly, or chisel a new, chisel a new line. So all of that will be changing really soon. It'll have a nice pop of color with some orange. Um, that will happen immediately. But then we've also already solidified the dollars to um, rework our main entrance. You know, do you know where the main entrance is at UT Permian Basin? Um, I would say the business building because that's where I always went. Okay. Would it be? I don't know. I mean, the, the, it's a trick question because <laughs> it's not like, I clear. Know. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, it's it's wherever you come in. But uh-huh. we'll have a really grand main entrance where it's really clear you're entering the university. Um, and then our quad. So if you haven't been in our quad yet, um, you know, it's a, it's a great space. In, it's where all the buildings sort of face the quad. Well, it's about to be completely redone. There'll be a, like an amphitheater stage, no more stickers. There'll be really native plants and some water features, a really cool barbecue slash pizza oven area for the community to use and our students to use. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, can I go back to school? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you yes, can. You can. I, guess I, could, yeah. <laughs> I, I know a graduate program. program. That's oh, right. Yeah, we, we can get us all in graduate yes, programs. Okay. Yeah. We're going. Sign, sign me up. <laughs> you said we're going, so I guess I'm going too. Get yeah. it together. Oh, man. All right. Next question. Well, those are all the questions we had. Um, well, I actually have well, one more. Okay. So we yeah, talked we about, one. uh, this one's not even on here, so okay. I just thought about <laughs> it, sorry. Um, so you just mentioned that the campus is going to get like a new look and everything like that. I know one of the things that y'all um, are adding is um, the August 31st Memorial. Oh, yeah, um, I'm glad so you talked about that. that is, I know that we just had um, a, a ceremony for that um, just mm-hmm. this past August. Um, so you, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about that and, and what that is for our community? Absolutely. Well, you know, your chamber CEO, Renee Earls, is instrumental in, in uh, keeping that ceremony and remembrance put together. She's such a great leader. And I had the privilege to work with her and you guys, your whole team. So, you know, as we all know, August 31st, four years ago, was when the tragedy uh, swept through our town and you know there were several people who were killed in a random shooting and many others injured and so August 31st is a day that could be a, a really hard day in our community it could be really a day of darkness but um, one of the uh, the mother of the youngest victim uh, Kelby Geisler um, Kelby Davis now she really thinks it's critical that we see that day as a time to reshape the narrative change the way we think about it and how can we add light to the community let's don't let this one person uh, create darkness let's let's make some light so uh, each year we do a, a ceremony to remember and, and uh, reflect on that day and a couple of things happened so the Odessa Arts led by Randy Ham, who's so phenomenally talented and wonderful yes. He worked with the city of Odessa, and they uh, curated a beautiful piece of artwork. It's a it's a lovely lighted cylinder. At night, when uh, the light comes through, there will be quotes from the victims or the victims' families who should tell us a little bit about the the victims that will be illuminated. We will build a plaza around that where you can come and sit and reflect or pray or you know meditate or think. Um, and it will be a lovely space where year after year we will come back and, and remember that that really we have to make this. A day of light. So that is going to be on our campus. It was gifted to the university um, to be the home for this this uh, this piece of artwork. We call it the Bright Star Memorial. And so it will be really off of Loop 338, sort of 
back toward the soccer fields and uh, you know more on the eastern part of the campus. We wanted a place where it would be a little more private, so people really could reflect on on how uh, how they felt about this day. And it's just going to be lovely. So we'll we'll have another ceremony this August 31st. We think the ground will be broken on that area, and then probably another year after that, it will be complete. Yes. I know Randy brought um, some photos of the spire with, uh, I believe it was the names of the victims yeah. for the last uh, memorial ceremony. Um, and he was able to kind of showcase all that. And we had the, the renderings of the space at that time. And so I thought it was just a really beautiful way to um, take that day. And, and that could have been so, you know, in such a dark light, like you said, and, mm -hmm. and really just remember like our community, how we came together um, as one when something could have torn us apart. Um, yeah. So I think that's a great thing for the audience to know um, that that will be a spot where they can go um, in the community and, and really reflect on that. Yeah. You know, we are still raising money to finish out that project. The artwork is paid for and it's been gifted and it's lovely, but the you know the, the, the park itself or the plaza itself still has to be constructed. So if you go to utpb.edu, uh, there's a button at the top that says give. When you go there, there is a page that has renderings of the Bright Star Memorial. You can take a look and see what it's going to look like. And if you're so inclined and your heart is moved to do so, you can also make a gift uh, toward that as well. So we'll, we'll continue fundraising for that until it's um, fully uh, implemented. And I invite our listeners to, while we're talking about it, um, this coming August, we'll have another ceremony, yeah. I'm sure, on campus at UTVB. That's right. Um, so uh, if that is something you feel like uh, you were impacted in uh, any way from or something you want to come out with the community, um, please feel free to join us. Mark that on your calendar. So that will be coming up in August. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So... Ashley had a few. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, questions. we do is this, have. Is this more the questions. lightning round? Uh, well, we can go into the lightning. I know, round. I know. Whatever. I wanted, I'm, I'm open to whatever you want to talk about. I wanted to ask you one more question. Yeah. You talked about Dr. Woodley being one of uh, the women that inspires you. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other women in your life that um, helped get you to where you were today, or kind of you look at and you're like, that's who I want to be? Or yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I'm the product of strong women, um, and, and proudly so. Um, you know, of course, my mother, who was a hard worker, worked every day of, of her life and, and my life, and you know worked so hard to, to make so many things possible for me, is, is a role model. Um, but I grew up, as we talked about dancing, ballet, tap, and jazz, and my dance teacher, Judy Gorlin, was really instrumental in my life. You know, she taught me the craft that helped me, um, you know, achieve a lot of the goals that I had set for myself but also through dance it was the first time I had a chance to travel outside of Odessa you know we went to competitions or conventions and that was you know an eye-opener for me she was from New York so you know she just had a, a different approach to life and a different way of thinking and you know talked to me about opportunities that I couldn't really even fathom uh, just living in West Texas so that was critically important to me um, I think as I moved on and I became Miss Texas, I had a, when you're Miss Texas, you travel with a group of women. So I think it's different nowadays because, you know, women are a little bit more independent. But when I was Miss Texas, you couldn't go anywhere by yourself. So you traveled with a group of, of women and they were really influential to me. You know, they, they really, um, they taught me what kind of wife I wanted to be and how I wanted to parent and, 
uh, I learned how to cook from many of them. And so they were, at the right time in my life, really influential to me. Um, and then I would say, you know, certainly some of the co-anchors I've had over my years of working in the news business were, I would call them sort of passive mentors. You know, it wasn't like I introduced myself to them and said, hi, will you be my mentor? But they had more experience than I did. And so I just sort of, by process of osmosis, soaked up their professionalism and their skills and their talent. And, you know, there was no formal mentorship there, but I definitely learned you know, everything I learned from journalism, I learned from a co-anchor that I had named Pamela Hamm, who was a great female role model. Uh, and then, of course, Sandy Woodley is, you know, the president of our university. She's just as smart and sharp as she can be. And I, I've really grown so much over the last five years learning from her as well. I love that she's from, I didn't know, um, so Dr. Woodley spoke at She Can this year. Yes. Um, in our women's conference, and I had no idea that she was from Alabama. Weaver, Alabama. Uh, yes, yeah. so I went to school in, uh, or went to college in Alabama. Oh, so okay. I was like, oh, that's such a, that's cool. So yeah. she started talking about some of the stuff that she was, you know, experiencing there, and I was like, oh, that, I relate. So yeah. uh, that was very, very interesting how she, she was from Alabama, and she ended up in West Texas, and yeah. she still doesn't matter <laughs> where she started. <laughs> Monica Shoner's outside Monica the window. Monica <laughs> interrupting the podcast. Um, yeah, so um, one of the things that we do before we get into the lightning round and the fun questions, one of the things that we also like to ask all of our uh, people that we bring on the podcast is, what is one thing that you think makes Odessa so unique? Um, oh. And we just like to hear different answers and see what, yeah. what does Odessa mean to you? Well, I'm sure that everybody says the people are, are unique. Absolutely. And, and that yeah. is true. Um, but I also think the significance of what we do here in terms of the you know state, national, really global landscape is important. People don't always remember that um, what we do in the oil and gas industry, what we do with the energy industry is um, important to our economic security. It's important geopolitically so that the United States of America can remain free and independent. Um, and people don't always understand that the oil and gas industry is successful because of people like those of us who live in West Texas, who are wildcatters, who don't take no for an answer, who have creative ideas and aren't afraid to to try something, even if you fail at first, they're willing to try it until they solve the problem. Um, so we've been told many times out here, oil and gas is done. You know, there's no more oil to be found. And every time we prove them wrong. So I think it's that spirit of don't tell me no. Uh, yeah. Don't tell me I won't be successful. Watch me. Watch me do it. I'll find a way to be successful. Yeah. And we see it in oil and gas. We see it in banking. We see it in just the way we really run our lives the way we expect the world to go and I think that grit and determination is unique mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in other parts of the country don't have that same kind of um, tough disposition and I really love that about us yeah something about the west something about the west yeah <laughs> that grit that grit yeah yeah so that's definitely we we definitely get the people is is the number one answer, and then I think it that's a great way to explain it. It's just different kind of breed of people here, yeah. and, and it's a good, you know, it's the mentality of everybody. Like I'm gonna do it. Watch me. Yeah, yeah. and there are a lot of communities that have friendly people. So yes. you know, although I do think we have very friendly people, um, 
the uniqueness really is that ability for us to, you know, identify and solve problems and just not take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so over the years, um, what's one important lesson you, um, that has helped shape you to the person you've become today? Hmm. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's work ethic for sure. Um, it's so easy to, we live in a world where you get what you want really fast. So if you're hungry, you drive through a fast food place. If you, um, you know, need entertainment, you pick up your phone and you scroll through TikTok. So we're used to really quick, really, you know, uh, in a a very quick way having a response. But I think achieving important work and achieving important goals often takes a lot of hard work. And if you're willing to put in the hard work and you're willing to dig deep and, you know, maybe have some failure along the way, not get it right the first time, but not give up, um, I, I think you will almost always find a way to be successful. So both my parents are very hard workers. Um, I think if you talk to anybody who's ever worked with me, they will tell you, you know, she may not know it at first, but she'll gosh darn figure out a way to, to learn it. And she won't sleep much until she figures it out. So um, hard work is, it's just, uh, you just can't beat it. You know, you just, hard work beat, what is, what is the phrase? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Um, I'm not sure I'm super talented, but I am sure I'm, I'm, I'm hardworking. And, and I, I think that's, you know, that's a, a key character foundation for success. Good. Awesome, yeah. And she's a good dancer. So. <laughs> well, not anymore. Now I can't even touch my toes. But there was a day. Well, I heard we went into the lead, the Soul Leadership uh, Conference. Yes. And I, are you and Monica going to be the backup dancers for Soul next well, year? Well, Monica is. I did not commit myself. <laughs> okay, perfect. She has a lot more jive than I do. So <laughs> we'll make she, sure to keep her too. She's that. way cooler than me for sure. For <laughs> she, sure. She did mention, I was like, who do you want to be a backup dancer for? Justin Timberlake. So... Ooh, gotta get her. That would be Here cool. We go. Justin, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> he probably is. Oh, totally. Totally listening or, to I, You know, podcast. I'm Justin Timberlake. Lizzo, J-Lo. Oh, yeah. Any, you know, any, any of those, those yeah. stage shows. If go. Taylor Swift needs a dancer right now for her concert, I'm there. <laughs> I'm for the going, Ares I'm tour. going to the concert. I just got tickets, so oh, I'm very excited. Oh, we're jealous. Yeah. The whole world is jealous. Yes, so Arlington, <laughs> here we come. <laughs> there you go. But. Take Monica with you. <laughs> I'll sure. throw Monica on the stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get right. her to dance. Oh, I can dance to save my soul, but <laughs> <laughs> I stuck with black magic in, in uh, theater. That's, that was where hmm, I didn't do dance. That was my sister's <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not much of a dancer either, so. <laughs> or a singer. We'll stick to the so. computers. <laughs> yeah. The marketing things. That's important work, stuff. too. Yeah. It's important, too. So um, this podcast, uh, we kind of had a theme for this month's podcast. It's National Women's Month. Um, and so we had a few things, some fun things, um, but also, like, some trivia questions. Okay. Um, and just to kind of go with the theme and just to get – a little bit more information about what that is and um, why we celebrate it. Um, so that's also why we brought you on. So I've got some uh, information about that. But um, I think Ashley had a few questions she wanted to start with, and then we can get into kind of some of the trivia things. Well, I was going to talk about 
you both being on Black Magic and asking if y'all could sing I jumped, for me. I jumped the gun on that one. I'm sorry. I got too excited. I Reliving sang a, my glory days. I sang a few bars from Paramore. There, Paramore. She did. Paramore. She did. Paramore. Yeah. Yeah. Paramore. Yeah. Paramore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. There you go. So you okay. got it. I'd have okay. to be fully prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the sheet music next time, okay? Okay. I'll be prepared next time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, let's do the trivia questions first, okay. and then we'll, we'll do the fun ones. I'm okay. Your notes now. I'm just <laughs> laughing over here. Um, okay, so I looked up a few things about National Women's Month, um, and the first one's like a trivia question. I'm not sure if you'll even. Know, it, I didn't know the answer to, but okay. I thought you know we'll give you we'll give it to you. Okay. Um, so, what was the first state to allow women to vote? Oh wow! So you're. I have some um, some different states for you to choose from. So you have A California, B Utah, C Colorado, or D Wyoming. Hmm. I think go Colorado. Colorado. Unfortunately, that is not no, right. No, what is it? <laughs> it's Wyoming. It's Wyoming. Yes. I should have looked at your face. Yeah, it's you written on your face. You can look at my notes over here. <laughs> So, and another interesting, interesting fact I found out, um, so we actually, um, you know, the 19th Amendment was for women to vote, and that was um, signed into law in 1920, but I thought it was really interesting that it wasn't until 1965 that all women could legally vote. 65? Yeah, so wow. I think that, I mean, we think, you know, in 1920, we're like, yeah, that's when we can vote, but it was that whole time there were still several women that couldn't vote. So yeah. um, between Native women, uh, women of color, uh, prevention of voting by like poll taxes or literacy tests, mm -hmm. can you imagine going in to vote and then be like, here's a test, mm. you must pass it before you can before you vote. cast your vote. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And that wasn't too long it ago. It wasn't, I yeah. Mean, that's just kind of crazy. Um, but another fun fact I found about National Women's Month um, was that every year has a theme. So, and I thought this was very interesting. I found this out after we invited you on. Um, but this year's theme is celebrating women who tell our stories. Oh. So, um, it is recognition of women past and present who have act or have been active in all forms of media and storytelling including print, radio, TV, stage, screen, blogs, podcasts, news, and social media. Oh, well, that, so that. that kind of works out. Yeah, it's I thought, perfect. I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting there. Good timing. Yes. Really. Glad y'all had me on for that. Yes. So, <laughs> so, and then um, women make up 27% of Congress. I thought that was pretty interesting, too. Wow. It's a so. pretty low number. Yeah, it's it's too low, low number, but yeah. we'll, it's, it's more than... Probably last yeah. year, so less than representative of the of the population, but we're we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. we're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. So those were just a few things I looked up um, that I thought were really interesting about mm -hmm. National Women's Month. Yeah, um, which it took. Uh, it started as National uh, Women's History Day um, in 1909, and it took almost 80 years before it became National Women's Month. Wow, well, there's so, plenty of content for an entire month, so yes, we deserve that. That was why it went from Women's History Day to Women's History Week in 78, and then Women's History Month in 87. Okay. So still, not too long ago. Yeah. So, 
I still can't believe you had to take a test before you could vote. <laughs> I know. Isn't Learn crazy? something new. Isn't that crazy? And at 65, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. No. So, yeah, no. Um, recently, off topic, talking about the 1900s, um, oh. there was, who might have to cut this out? Keep going, <laughs> just off topic. But I saw a TikTok yesterday, and they were like, oh, yeah, you're from the 1900s? I was like, what? Because you it were was born a, in yeah. 19... Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. From the 1900s. Right? Wah, wah. Random. Isn't it the... Well, it's 20th century, I guess. Yeah. Because it's 1900, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, crazy. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into some fun questions. So, um, we had a little help from... Monica Shawner. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, great. So our listeners are really going to um, learn about Tatum today. <laughs> so and don't worry. We can cut any of this out. Okay, good. I'll like let it. you know. <laughs> I just have one question. Okay. Um, is it true that you sleep with a hand pillow? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll never speak to her. I, I do sleep with a hand pillow. I have... I sleep with five pillows. Oh, awesome. I sleep with one on each side of my body and for my head. And then I sleep with a hand pillow for the right hand and a hand pillow for the left hand. Okay. Because if I don't, my hand goes to sleep. So it's it's I, it's true. I do sleep with it. I elevate my hand ever so slightly. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. somebody listening is having that issue. And so now they're like, I need Thank a you. Hand pillow. Thank you. I know. I, yeah. Only my closest friends would know this. So clearly Monica knows me really yeah, well. <laughs> but people who have tried it I also have said, uh-huh, I get it. I'm, I get gonna, it. I'm also going to have a hand pillow. So there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I thought of J-Lo because, you know, J-Lo sleeps with nothing but pillows around her also. Yeah. Um, so I was like, man. I, I actually didn't know that, that, but I'm in good company. There you You're go. In good company. Excellent. Yeah. J-Lo. I mean, Excellent. that's great company to hold. <laughs> yes. I'll take it. Yeah. And might I add that Tatum, whenever she walked in today, was wearing a white power suit. I mean, yes. amazing. <laughs> I'm all about, like, like suits and yes. just good jackets and stuff, so I love it. Well, yeah, thank but. you. This is, I actually got this to wear to a Sewell leadership event a few years ago, so oh. I love it too. Thank you for complimenting it. Love it. Yes. Thanks. Um, so, other fun questions that we have um, if you could choose one person, dead or alive, to have coffee with, who would that person be? Mm. Gosh, that's a hard one. Um, why is nobody coming to my mind? Because too many people are coming to your mind, probably. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have coffee with Madonna. I'm a huge Madonna fan. I think the conversation would be probably a little bizarre, mm -hmm. but you know, to, to, to understand what she has seen over the course of her career as a musician, as a singer, as a dancer, as a you know, businesswoman, um, that would be pretty interesting to me. Uh, let's see, who else? I don't know. I don't know, y'all may have to cut that. Why is nobody coming Madonna's to mind? Madonna's a good one. That would be like really Madonna would be really fun, you know? That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I like those type of people that like they're not just their uh, 
career like they're you know a singer or a dancer like yes. they're like no I own an enterprise like I do all of the things so I think those people are interesting yeah. you know you want something you want to an- have an answer that's significant um, so I don't know Sandra Day O'Connor so first uh, woman to serve on the Supreme Court would be fascinating to me that would be really what awesome. has she experienced mm-hmm. what did what did she when she I think she's passed now but what did she experience and what did what were the hurdles I, w- I would love to pick her brain as well I would love. I have so many questions also for her. Yeah. Who um, would you? Who would you choose? I put you on the spot. Oh, okay, not <laughs> music. Um, let's do any person dead or alive. I think I choose right now probably Joanna Gaines. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that'd be really great. To, I did. I just uh, I just went to a book signing and at the silos with her. So I think that's what my brain's at but like I think that would be really interesting to see how yeah she turned this small idea into that's a great craziness. answer <laughs> that yeah. is a good one that's a really good one um I would I don't know her name's so- Sophia Emma Russo she wrote a book um boss babe <laughs> and uh I love I that book. That one. Um, I think I've heard of yeah. that. Yeah, I read the book. Her learned more about her story. How she is now the CEO of of she was of Nasty Gal, which is a clothing store, um, which is nothing inappropriate. It's just the name is a little misleading. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just ask her questions and see how a, l- a little bit more depth depth into her life would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good options. Yeah. Yeah. Those so, one more. If you had one option, or, oh, sorry. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, oh, what would that one meal be? And it could be a meal, including your drink. Okay. Um, huh. What would that be? So, my favorite meal right now is the steak salad at Cork and Pig Tavern. I'm a big fan. It's I like favorite. it medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably eat that with a glass of red wine. That would be 100% my favorite meal. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Are you it's, it's always good. red wine or, or like a dry, a dry red yeah, wine? Yeah, yeah. A Cabernet is my very favorite. Yeah, yeah I do. I do like oh, a glass of Cabernet. Good. Good answer. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> you can't go wrong with cork and pig for sure. Yeah, yeah it's good, sure. good stuff there. Yeah, my favorite. Anything with wine at the end, too. That's, that's yep. a good that's a good answer. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll yes. Be there. Oh, man. Um, so we want, we always let our listeners know, um, you know, they, we've given them a little bit of information about UTBB and what's coming up, um, tuning in on the marketing side of things. Yeah. Um, where can they follow you and see more information about these projects that are happening, um, everything like that, Facebook, Instagram, you know, where, where can they get all the information from you going forward after this podcast? Well, thank you for asking. So our website is utpb.edu. So we have lots of great content, really good stories, anything you want to know about academic programs, living on campus, you know, uh, meeting a lot of our students. So that's a great resource. And uh, we're everywhere on social media you can imagine. So we've got the main Facebook page, just search UTPB or the University of Texas Permian Basin. Facebook, Insta, 
Twitter, YouTube has some really great long format videos that you can see as well. We're active on LinkedIn, um, all the social media platforms, and then a lot of our um, auxiliaries or other entities. So the colleges have their own pages where their content is a little more specific to their particular area of study. A lot of our student life uh, organizations have their own pages. So if you, if you search UTPB in your search bar, you'll find lots of different ways to follow us. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. and they definitely can learn more about the Falcon Free program That's right. there. That's right, yes. Um, and you said the deadline for that was June? It's coming quickly. It's, yes. it's going to be this summer it, it will be, yeah, in the next few weeks. So if you are interested in applying at the university, um, you're going to want to do that pretty quick. You've got to fill out your FAFSA. Uh, you've got to submit your application and be accepted to the university and then accept your financial aid package. So again, all that sounds a little more complicated than it is once you just kind of start the process. And our financial aid team is really helpful to guiding you through that process. So, But you do need to really think about that within the next few weeks and make sure that you don't miss the deadlines. And lastly, if they have any questions about that program or any of y'all's programs, um, is there an online form that they can contact you? Always. Or? If you just go to utpb.edu, um, there'll be a request information uh, prompt on many of our different pages. So you literally just click on request information, fill out a few forms, form fills, uh, lines, and someone will be in touch with you. Yeah, we're, we're good about getting back to you because we want you to be part of our Falcon family. Thanks for joining us today. Yay. So welcome. It's my pleasure. You. Thanks for having yes. me. Thanks for being on and, and being here for Women's History Month. And um, I look forward to, you know, if any of the listeners have any questions for Tatum, we'll get them her way. Um, yeah. And thank you so much. Yes, have me back again sometime soon. Yeah. Yay. Maybe thank next you. time we'll bring you on with Monica. Yeah. We can hear the banter back. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe great. I get to interview Monica. How about that? Go. That'd be great. Yes, that we'll do a guest amazing. interview thing so like somebody okay. else can take yeah. over like Instagram, but for the podcast. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, podcast takeover. Podcast takeover. Like it. There it is. There <laughs> Thanks, it is. ladies. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.